Welcome to Supply Chain Radio. I'm Greg Kiefer, and today I'm here with John Atherton. John, welcome to the show. Hey, it's good to be back. So, John, today we're going to talk about the modern supply chain executive and kind of the skill set that today's executive needs to have that maybe wasn't the case 10 or 20 years ago. And I guess for starters, what are the two or three things that is just foundational? If you're going to be a a VP of supply chain at a large company, you got to have what? Experience around operations in sourcing, making, and moving stuff. Those are the essential ingredients around any enterprise's supply chain, typically regardless of industry, sector, and geography. So these supply chain executives would have to be educated and aware and experienced on how to source components and raw materials, transition those into finished goods, get them to market using various transport mechanisms, and ultimately serve those up to the marketing and sales teams for revenue opportunities. And I guess another big area that probably wouldn't be much of a surprise to our audience is a financial background. Supply chain represents a huge part of a company's annual spend. So there's got to be some good sound fundamentals and finances, right? Yeah, very much so. You know, that's a complicated world where finance intersects with supply chain, but you can basically break it down into two main categories. One bucket is typically tracked on the income statement and the cost of goods sold. So this would include the cost of the raw material, the cost of the freight to move that from one point to the next. And the next category would be on the balance sheet, which is inventory, right? So inventory is an asset and assets cash. And so the next good example around how maneuvers in the supply chain can impact those levers, whether for better or for worse, depending on the performance of the company. Right, right. So those, I guess, would probably be somewhat obvious. Let's talk about a couple that maybe aren't quite obvious. The next one I'm thinking of is IT. In today's world with cloud systems, supply chain business executives are heavily involved in IT projects, decisions, purchases, right? Yeah, very much so. I mean, to take an extreme, you could say that the model and the priority has been inverted in the past couple of years. Not that I've been around the supply chain for a thousand years, but primarily it was, you know, lead with the physical supply chain, source ingredients, fabricate them into finished goods, move them to points of demand, get paid. And, oh, by the way, if I need some systems, that's great. I'll acquire those as I go. And these days, you know, I'm seeing supply chain executives invert that priority sequence and looking for partners and internal operations teams that have best of breed systems that can deliver great data quality around the business objects that they need to move the supply chain. I mean, it's no surprise, you know, companies like FedEx and others say that maybe the information's as important or in some sense more important than the goods that they're describing. Right. Do you think that, again, looking back 20, 30 years, you know, they were big, heavy enterprise-level systems and software. With cloud today, you don't need that. Wiring and the infrastructure is already in place, and it moves right into quickly into process. And so do you believe that that probably is driving a lot of that? I do. I think, you know, if you rewind the clock there, by two decades or so, supply chain and logistics leaders relied on the existing ERP applications to manage their part of the overall process. And I think over time they've discovered and found, unfortunately, in some cases through direct experience, that those are not good enough. They're great at what they do. They're primarily designed to work within the four walls. But of course, today's supply and demand chains are all about outside the four walls. And so I've seen these supply chain leaders change their focus and their philosophy to best of breed solutions that are in the cloud. I mean, that's the best way to provision and deliver quickly applications to run a business, which is through you know, a central platform where it's provisioned through a community 
community-based approach. Right. And these executives are literally sourcing and driving technology purchase decisions with very little involvement of the IT department in a lot of cases. Yeah, that's right. You know, because of the requirements of cloud computing, which are far less than traditional on-premise, you don't need database administrators. You don't need to buy hardware and servers. You can literally turn on cloud-based technology overnight, in fact. And so what I've seen with supply chain leaders are really turning their focus towards that approach. In many cases, they have to educate and orient themselves and they have to you know, arm themselves with the reason, the rationale for that. And that's becoming a more common approach in the field. Yeah. Now I got another one. I got another zone that I bet few people have thought of. And that's, they got to be marketers. You know, I, I'm a marketing guy and I've sat in the catbird seat in a lot of large companies. And one of the things I've observed is the supply chain executives that aren't on offense, you know, marketing success, talking it up, showcasing all the great things they're doing are going to find themselves on defense because in supply chain, things are always going wrong. And if you're not in a proactive stance in terms of your success metrics and all the great things you're doing, then the net takeaway is going to be from a negative perspective. Yeah, that's very much the case. You know, there are these vignettes over the past decade or so that the logistics and operations folks are always stashed away at the warehouse. Their offices are in the back corner. You know, they're in an unglamorous part of the organization. The CEO only woke up to their area of the company when there were issues. And today, I think supply chain's clearly gotten on the radar of CEOs' agendas. The most successful supply chain executives have flipped that equation to where their supply chains have become, you know, strategic and competitive weapons. The thing's a bank. They can turn it into profitable cash flow advantages where other companies haven't. And of course, that takes education, hard work, good strategy, but also takes, yeah, some marketing and communications to tell people what you're up to, provide them status updates along the way, and promote the corporate brand around the supply chain. And we've seen a lot of great examples of that, such as Dell and others who are now known around the world for how effective they have been, and maybe even more to the point, specifically the supply chain executives, the people that have done that, who now command significant salaries and have a lot of gravity around them. Good career move. You know, it's funny, too, because you know that Dell has a lot of problems like everybody else, but for the reasons that they got behind that marketing and made that part of their brand, the whole company comes up. It's almost a shareholder value play. It is. I mean, you take a, maybe a more current example and you look at Amazon. Yeah. And to a large extent, that's a that's a huge supply chain and inventory play. You know, they were able to pull that off to a whole wide range of SKUs and products, make them available and deliver them faster than anyone else and at a cost structure that no one else can beat. And of course, this is the Amazon effect and they're taking it to the extreme with drones and other forward thinking supply chain techniques. And while the names aren't well known in the press necessarily, I can tell you the organizational leaders in their supply chain are at the top of their ranks. Right now, I'd add probably one other dimension of what I guess we'll call supply chain marketing is the notion of getting all your partners, your extended value chain in line with what you're trying to do. Because these guys are getting hit all the time and they sometimes need to have context and understand what's being asked of them versus just get onto this portal or hook up your system because we need you to. So sometimes that added context and that marketing can really help a supply chain innovation initiative be more successful. Yeah, that's very much the case. Of course, 30 years ago, when supply chains were localized and maybe vertically integrated, you didn't have to rely on a whole constellation of partners. But now that's not the case. And so these supply chain leaders, I kind of think of them as like star quarterbacks in American football. They can't do it alone. They need great receivers and running back and blockers. And in the supply chain world, these translate into organizations you described, like freight forwarders, transport carriers, banks, and they all need to be on the same page 
engage in that playbook as well in order for that quarterback to be successful. And so that's what, you know, leading companies like Procter and Gamble and Nike and others are doing. I guess I'll close here by saying for those people that are thinking about picking careers and going into college, the supply chain practice, if you will, is somewhat booming and somewhat in demand. And I would imagine a lot of those schools will have course loads if you get an MBA in supply chain management that has the four areas we've talked about today, operations, finance, IT, and marketing. I'm working some friends out at University of Tennessee to get the marketing in the curricula, but the other three are there. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I think it's becoming a very popular major, both in the U.S. uh, university and college levels and and in other countries. And yeah, it's a cool place to be. Many years ago, it wasn't necessarily, but for a lot of folks, they're realizing that it's core and central to enterprises' business and workflow, and it touches a lot of different areas, as you described. Cool stuff. Okay, I'm going to go home and tell my kids to start studying up and become supply chain executives. Yeah, we'll bring out the whiteboard in the kitchen tonight and talk about lead time variability management. That's beautiful. Okay, John. Well, this is Supply Chain Radio. Thanks for joining us. We are signing off. 